I'm so glad that you're joining me today, even though this is the week of New Year's Eve, and we're going into a new year for 2021. I'm so impressed with the, the scripture that Christ has given me going into this new year. We're reading from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, and this is really about Isaiah assuring the people that God intends to rescue them and what their long-range plan is. And I love what he says, because every year is a new year for us, right? And every day is a new day for us. So we should live it that way, as a new day, knowing that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we should rejoice and be glad in it. Here's what Isaiah 43, 19 says. And that whole chapter is good. And I'll read excerpts from that chapter for you, what the message is. And here's what he says. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Well, this is really Isaiah reminding the people about the great exodus when God brought his people out of bondage. Similarly, God planned to bring his people out of exile and back into their land. Ultimately, Jesus gave his life as a ransom for his humanity. You can see that in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, and 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 6, and Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15. And he says that I have called you by name. You are mine. Despite having faced his wrath, the people of Israel are still God's chosen people. Sometimes you wonder, with all the punishment that they went through, does he really love them? Of course he does. And you see that today when Israel became a nation in 1949. That's proof that he's brought his people back to their land. And there's much more to happen yet. If we look at 2 Peter 2.9, it says, So you see, the Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. There is a constant creation going on in our lives. Are we willing to see it? That's what God is saying. He says, can't you see what I'm doing? I'm constantly creating new things in your life. That creation wasn't just at the beginning in the first seven days. This is ongoing, the creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. In other translations of this same verse, it says, we are a new creation. He's talking about recreating us again. We create new life-saving drugs and surgical procedures all the time. There's creation going on because of our increased knowledge and revelation about how the body works. That's part of that you and I cannot see. We can't see this, but we certainly trust and believe what the doctors are telling us. And we are either going to agree with what the doctor says that is needed or we're not. You may die if you choose not to believe what the doctor shares with you. Hopefully you got a good doctor, right? <laughs> well, throughout your life, your, your skin will change constantly. There's a constant creation going on even with your skin for better or for worse in some cases. 
In fact, your skin will regenerate itself approximately every 27 days. There's a brand new set of skin. The rate of blood cell formation or creation varies depending on the individual, of course, but a typical production might average 200 billion red cells per day, 10 billion white cells per day, and 400 billion platelets per day. See, there's creation going on that we can't even see. We can't even feel it. Scientists have now discovered that you can grow new brain cells throughout your entire life. The process is called neurogenesis. Specifically, new brain cells, which are called neurons, is caused by exercise. That's one way. The simple thing of exercising can create new brain cells. Don't we all want new brain cells? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to lose them. We want to gain them. When we look at Amos 3.3, and I, I consider these associated with what Isaiah is saying, he says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? In another version, it says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Of course not, when you think about it. That's why the army, when you're in the army, you learn to march to cadence. So everybody's in the same step and we're not walking on each other's heels. We've got to walk together. And it's part of that team building. We, we don't think of it that way at the moment. We just think it's walking in synchronization but it's being together as a whole. I remember one time I was on a flight and the flight attendant handed me a cup of water during a, it was kind of a bumpy flight and she was trying to balance her tray and she was handing it to me and I was reaching out for it and we just weren't in sync because as she leaned forward and I stretched my hand forward, we bumped each other and she spilled the water on me. Well. It was no big deal. We kind of laughed about it. it. After all, it was just water. And I figured it'll be dry by the time we land after a four-hour flight. And she profusely apologized. And I told her, that's okay. We just weren't in synchronization, but don't worry about it. But that's what happens. If we're not in sync with God's will and God's purpose, then it's going to be hard to stay connected. Proverbs 29:18 says in the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. In the New Living Translation, it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run a wild. Is that what we want? Of course not. And to be a visionary person, to have this divine guidance is really important. When you're looking at Proverbs 29:18, it's an interesting read from the 1568 Bishop Bible. It states, when the word of God is not preached, the people perish. But well is him that keepeth the law. So the true meaning of this scripture is that where the word of God is neglected, ignored, or not preached, the people will perish. But those who do hear the word of God and obey it, happy or blessed are they. I love it. Hosea 4, 6, My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, that's, he's, he's really putting the priests, the high priests in trouble because they're not getting the message out to the people. I like the Message Bible's version. It says, 
My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true, because you've turned your back on knowledge. I've turned my back on you priests, because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God. I'm no longer recognizing your children. Powerful statement. Psalms 119.11 says in the New Living Translation, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. This is like saying, don't let go of the word of God. Hang on to the word. And memorization of the word is a dynamic tool for recalling when we are praying for our needs. I love it in Proverbs chapter 16. There's so much to those verses that you can't help but remember them. I'm going to read a couple of key verses out of Proverbs chapter 16, starting with verse 1. The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Now this is the King James Version. And then when you go down to verse 3, it says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Boy, that's important. Go down to verse 7 of that same chapter, and it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Isn't that great? Even your enemies will be at peace with you. And then you travel down to verse 9, and it says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Isn't that what we all look forward to? We want the Lord to direct our steps. We want to make sure we're hearing from him. And then go clear down to verse 32. And it says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. So it's great instruction for us of how to behave and know what God will do for us if we let him. Take a look at Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I love this one. This is one of my favorite verses. I always say that in a lot of verses, but for today, this one's my favorite. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, this goes back to what Isaiah said. Can you not see what I am doing? Or literally, he says, quote, do you not see it? That's why he puts us in print for us. He wants us to be able to visualize this success, visualize this plan, and then implement it through obedience and direction and guidance for him. This is kind of my rule of thumb. This is what I like, and I'll, and I'll share it with you. These are eight habits to lead to a more peaceful life. Number one, stop yourself from being judgmental. Number two, say thank you early and often. Number three, smile more, be yourself. Number four, don't worry about the future. Number five, listen to understand, not to respond. Let me share that again, because this is important. Listen to understand, not to respond. Number six, don't procrastinate. Number seven, prioritize yourself. Number eight, stop criticizing. When we look at the world around us today, whether it's in politics from Washington, D.C., to local politics, 
to neighborhood gossip, people are constantly criticizing. I say, stop it, quit it, and don't worry about the future because God is on our side. He says he's going to rescue us. Do you not see it? I love that what Isaiah is saying. He poses the question, do you not see it? And this was the message he got from God. Does that message resonate with you? Is God telling us, don't you see what I'm doing? All of these things are my plans. From leadership to the smallest things in your life. Open our eyes. Just ask God to please open your eyes. That's all for today. Happy New Year's. Thank you very much.